You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 159, The Solo Series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Von Mersley with you. It's been a while. <laughs> I've said this many times before, but I literally took two months off of the podcast because I felt pulled and called to really do some deep work on myself and, and start to get clear on just certain roadblocks and emotional blocks that I was dealing with. And and today's episode really draws on what I've learned about myself in the last two months, but also what I know so many other entrepreneurs are going through. And so I want to use today's episode to talk about what do you do when a dream feels out of reach? You know, I've spent the last two months really sitting with, um, with myself I don't know if it's being 40. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it was, but for the last two months, I've really spent a lot of time meditating every day and thinking about my life and where it's been and where I want it to go in the next 10 years. I think my, my 40 to 50 decade is a really powerful decade. And so I've spent a lot of time over the last couple of months really thinking about what do I want my life to look like at 50? When I stand you know, at 50, what do I want to look back and see that I've created over the last 10 years? And so I've really spent the last two months not producing a whole lot of content, not, you know, not really producing YouTube videos or IGTV episodes or Facebook lives. And all of those are going to be coming back over the next few months. But I wanted to first come back on She Runs the Show because I think there's something, especially in the world of entrepreneurship, that doesn't get talked about enough and, and it's self doubt. It's self doubt and lack of self worth. And what do you do when a dream feels out of reach? You know, what most people are not going to tell you is that self doubt is not something that goes away along the entrepreneurial journey. It doesn't go away when you make a certain amount per month. It doesn't go away when people are screaming your name or you're giving a motivational talk in a room of thousands of people. Self doubt doesn't leave. It doesn't ever get out of the car. Now, what you want to be sure to control and to do, which is completely within your, your parameter of power to do, is you want to make sure that self-doubt isn't what's driving the car. Like you're in the driver's seat. Self-doubt isn't in the driver's seat. And so in today's episode, I want to talk about what do you do when a dream feels out of reach? Because every time you go for a new dream, it's going to feel out of reach. I had this aha moment the other day because one of my one of my lifelong dreams has been probably for 20 years at this point to do a bodybuilding competition and get to IFBB Bikini Pro. Now, I've put that dream somewhat on hold because, you know, I'd like to have more babies and I'm running out of time. So I prioritize that dream a little bit later in my life, probably 45, 50 years old, maybe a little bit after 50 and women compete in their 80s. So I feel pretty good about that. But I was on Instagram the other day and I saw one of my favorite IFBB Bikini Pro competitors talk about the fact that you've always got to go after new dreams. You've always got to level up, you know, like once you accomplish one dream and and one dream for her was turning IFBB Bikini Pro, which she did in a year, 
amazing. Um, but once you achieve a dream, you've got to set a new dream. And she was talking in her post about the fact that for her, a new dream and a seemingly difficult dream, not impossible, is writing a book. And I had an aha moment with that because I, I realized in reading her post, I write books easily. I mean, writing books at this point, having written over 15, is something that I don't even think about as a hard thing. It's not hard for me. I simply have an inspiration for something I want to write and I start writing and in a week or two it's done. It's just that simple. And it's interesting to look at somebody who has accomplished a dream that I feel is hard, turning IFB Bikini Pro, and looking at her hard dream which is easy for me and realizing that if we're not constantly pursuing dreams that force us to level up, if we're not constantly going after things that are hard, that make us feel like, man, I don't know if I can really do this. If we're sitting in the comfort zone of dreams we've already accomplished on levels we've already achieved, we never grow. And yet when we face something where we say, man, this dream feels out of reach, you know, like me getting back into the fittest shape of my life feels totally out of reach at this moment. But if I don't actively go after that, if I don't actively pursue it, then I'm cutting not only myself short, but I'm cutting my life short because I'm sitting in a comfort zone where to everybody else it might look like, man, she's achieving stuff. But I'm staying where I'm comfortable. I'm not growing. And so I want to talk in today's episode about this idea of how do we stop resisting the moments or the seasons in our lives, especially as it relates to the businesses we're building when a dream feels out of reach. And a lot of this came from a post that I posted yesterday on my business Facebook page, but here's this quote and it really strengthened me. And I want you to hear what the quote says because it relates to what we're going to talk about in today's episode. So the quote says, remember that you are water, cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire, burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air, be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth, ground, build, give. Let me say that again, because I really want you to get that we are all of these things. We have the power to do all of these things, and we should not shortchange any of these things that we can do. Remember that you are water, cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire, burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth, ground, build, give. We are all of those things. And there are moments when it's time to cry. And there are moments when it's time to flow. And there are moments when, man, your fire needs to come out and you need to burn, tame, and ignite. And there are moments when you are air. And in the air, you need to be still, you need to focus, and you need to decide. And there are moments when you are the earth and you need to ground, build, and give. We are all of those things. So there comes a moment where you have to stop shortchanging yourself and, and, and keep looking back at the past and saying, but I haven't done it up until now and I haven't been consistent and I haven't accomplished everything I thought I would by this age. There's a moment where you have to stop reviewing the past as a way of punishment and you've got to sit in the present and say, I need to in this moment, if I'm going to get to where I say I want to go, I need to remember who I am. 
I am water, I am fire, I am air, I am earth, and in any moment I can do any of the powerful things of those elements. I can cry, I can cleanse, I can flow, I can burn, I can tame, I can ignite, I can be still, I can focus, I can decide, I can ground, I can build, I can give. And just owning that you are all of those things. And that any, at any moment you could choose to do any of those things is a game changer because now we've got to get out of what we have been or what we didn't do. And we've got to get to the business of living in the now. That's where all the power is. So I want to talk about what do you do when a dream feels out of reach? Because there are going to be moments when a dream feels totally out of reach. A business dream, a personal dream, uh, a profession. I mean, you probably have tons of dreams where you go, I have been saying for years that I want to do this, this, and this. And none of that's happening. And I want to talk about what I've been really coming to grips with over the last two months and what I am doing now to get out of the space of constantly looking back and constantly looking forward, but never being present and what I'm doing to really focus on the dreams of my life and not looking at the hard work as doing the impossible, but looking at the hard work as living into who I really am. Because you might have a dream right now in your business. You might be at one level of business and you feel really amazing and people are like in awe of you, but you know that that's really a comfort zone for you. You know that you're doing good, but you're not living into your own greatness. And so nobody knows that you have dreams that are out of reach and nobody knows that you haven't been giving to those dreams that are out of reach, but you know that you're not giving to them. So what do you do when a dream feels out of reach? Let's talk about it. Number one. And this has been for me over the last two months, something I've had to really sit with. You know, I am a, I'm a sprinter by nature. I like to move fast. I like to move quick. I like to see results fast, you know? So for me, the, this first one has been really challenging and also really fulfilling. The first thing you've got to do when a dream feels out of reach is you have to get clear on what you want your life to look like a year from now. See, now I'm a long-term planner too. I'm a, I believe in the long game. So I love to visualize 10 years from now and 20 years from now and 30 years from now. But oftentimes that is way too big. It, it's just, it's so far. And it also gets us into the place of thinking we have all this time left on this earth to get to 10 years from now, that sometimes we get complacent when we're thinking about a decade or two decades from now. So the first thing, when you are dealing right now in this moment with a dream that feels out of reach, the way that you get into the, the fullness of what you know you can do and up to the challenge of achieving that dream is you've got to get clear on what you want your life to look like a year from now, meaning 12 months from today. 12 months from today, if you close your eyes in your mind's eye, 12 months from today, what do you look like? What do you feel like? What are you working on every day? What does your business look like? How much money are you making? Who are you working with? Who are your clients? Where are you traveling to? What is the expression on your face? How do you start your day? How do you end your day? I really want you to take some time and think about who are you a year from now? What does your life look like a year from now? What does it feel like to be you a year from now? Not 10 years from now. 
12 months from now, because that does a couple of things. One, it gives you a very clear vision of what you say you want to the point where you can close your eyes and you can see it. Number two, it lets you know that if you're truly going to get there in 12 months, you need to hustle. You need to start working. 12 months goes by like that. You need to move if you're really going to do this in 12 months. So you don't have two years, you don't have five years, you don't have 10, you got 12 months. So when you get clear on what your life looks like in 12 months, it, it brings in the fire because now you're like, I got 12 months to do this thing. That's not a whole lot of time. Um, it, the fire comes up, right? The second thing you've got to do once you can clearly, and again, it might take some practice. It has taken me serious. I mean, the last two months I have worked really hard to do meditation every day and see that 12 months from now version of me. It has been hard even for me being able to see it. So it might take you a little bit to really see it. Now, if you've got it crystal clear already, boom, perfect. We can go right to number two. And the second thing you've got to do when a dream feels out of reach is, and this is such an important one. I have been working, still working on this. I'm not saying I've got it mastered by any stretch of the imagination. You've got to banish the past from your assessment of your ability to create that future. What a lot of us are doing, me included, is looking at the past and going, man, that's how it was then, or that's how I accomplished something then, or that's what I did to get to that moment. Your past cannot create your future. Well, let me back up for a second. Your past can create your future, but if your past is creating a fu your future, it's creating a future just like the past. And if you don't want to replicate the past in the future, then the second thing you've got to do when a dream feels out of reach is you got to throw out that past, like take the lessons from it, which I'm sure you've already done many times over and just disown the past in terms of what you did before, what you thought about before, what your life is, banish it. It cannot assist you with creating a different future. If the future you in 12 months is on a whole other level than the, the you you've, you are right now or are you you've been before. That past will not assist you in creating that 12 months from now you. So you've got to banish the past from your assessment of whether or not you can do this, of how you're going to do this, of what it's going to take to do this because your past did not bring you to the you you want 12 months from now. It will not take you there now. So that's the second thing. Banish the past from your assessment of your ability to create that future. Number three thing to do when a dream feels out of reach, get congruent with who you have to become. I could sit on this one for a long time because I have daily get together talks with myself about this one step and it is so powerfully important Get congruent with who you have to become. Here's the thing. Who you are is congruent with who you have been. Who you are today is the reflection of the values, the actions, and the consistency you've had up until now. If you don't like who you are in this moment, if you don't like where you are in this moment, then you've got to create a new congruency, which means you've got to stay, take a step back and ask yourself, who do I have to become to have the future that I want? Who do I have? To, it's not, what do I have to do? So often we get stuck in the house. This is part of the issue with 
what causes a dream to feel like you don't have what you need to achieve the dream. So often the the self-doubt and the lack of self-worth that shows up for us when we're pursuing a big dream comes because we're not asking the right question. We're sitting in the, but how am I going to do this? And how am I going to build this business? And what do I have to do? And who's going to mentor me? And what are my next steps? Can I just share something with you? You don't need anybody to mentor you. I know that's not going to be popular for people. You don't need anybody to mentor you. You don't need anybody to puff you up or to make you feel good or to tell you what to do next. Because you know what? There are lots of people out there who are doing it for free all over the internet and you read their stuff and you watch their stuff and you're still not doing anything that they're telling you to do. That is not the key to your change. The key to your change is not to focus on the hows. The hows will trap you every time. They're not to focus on the what do I need to do. That will trap you every time. The true transformational aspect when you are pursuing a dream that feels out of reach is to ask yourself this question, who do I have to become to have all that I want? Who? Not what, not how. Who? Because the who of who you have to become will give you the blueprint for everything else. If I am deciding, and I'll use myself as an example, if I'm deciding that the dream that I want to pursue in the next 12 months is to go for a, a bodybuilding competition, I won't say IFBB Bikini Pro because that's years in the making, but if I want to, let's say I want to compete next year and I've got 12 months to get ready to compete, the question isn't how am I going to drop the body fat or how am I going to build the muscle or what do I need to do? That's not it because the what and the how come as a result of the who. The real question is who do I have to become to be ready to compete in bodybuilding in 12 months? I have to become a person that is very self-disciplined with my eating. I have to become a person who sleeps eight hours a night. I have to become a person who knows that she can do it, who is so focused on on her nutrition and her workouts and her sleep and her supplementation that nothing else comes before that. I have to become a person who is so mentally focused on competing that everything else takes a back seat. You see, who I have to become is somebody, if I were going to compete in a year, somebody who is uh, focused, disciplined, um, somebody who is, who is OCD consistent with when I eat what I eat, somebody who puts that before everything else, somebody who, um, I would have to become somebody who knows the power of my body and fully believes in my ability to shift it every single day, every single week. I would have to become somebody who feels strong and unstoppable and powerful. And I would have to become somebody who is tied to the long game and has no problems giving up sugar or caffeine or any of the good, like that can't even be an issue. I'm somebody who's so focused on that competition that everything else becomes secondary. Do you see where I'm going with this? There are some what's in, in what I've just said. There are some how's in what I've just said, but my focus is not the steps because I won't do the steps if I don't become that person. If I don't become that version of me, I won't take the steps. I'll know the steps. I'll write the steps. I'll create a plan for the steps. I won't take them because I didn't change who I was first. 
So the third thing you've got to do when a dream feels out of reach is you've got to get congruent with who you have to become. Ask yourself the question, who do I have to become to have a business that earns $10,000 a month in revenue? Who do I have to become to get into the fittest shape of my life? Who do I have to become to be ready to meet the love of my life? Who do I have to become to get totally debt free? I mean, it's not the what or the how that's going to get you there. It's the who and it's the you taking on the commitment of being that version of you that then produces all of those results easily because it's, because it's second nature. Once you become that person, once you become that version of you, the things that you think are hard now, the steps aren't hard because your mind changed. You look at life differently. You show up to life differently. You are a different you. So third thing you've got to do is get congruent with who you have to become. Who do I have to become to have all that I want? Fourth thing you've got to do when a dream feels out of reach. This is really important. Write the prescription for your life fulfillment. You are the doctor of your life. You know what's ailing you. You know what the prognosis is. You need to write yourself a prescription for what has, what you need to change, what needs to be different, how you, you need to write life. Like if you were going to write yourself a prescription for how you could move out of the space of a dream feeling, feeling out of reach to into a space of you feeling confident and secure and certain that you're going to do this thing. What does that prescription look like? What would you put on there? Would you put on there, meditate one hour a day? Would you put on there, uh, clean up your diet so you, you're not always in brain fog? Would you put on there, uh, you need to write three hours a day? What is your prescription for your life fulfillment, for this dream's fulfillment? Write it in your own handwriting. Put it up somewhere where you can see it. So every time you are veering from that prescription, every time you're not taking that prescription every single day, you know that it's you who's keeping you from your dream, not anything else. Fifth thing you you can do when a dream feels out of reach. This is a big one. Uh, this is one I'm working on all the time. I struggle with this one. You have to choose to trust three things, three things. And, and when I say choose to trust, I, I mean that you've got to choose to trust these three things. Number one, trust yourself. Number two, trust the process. And number three, trust life. There is no achievement of a dream that feels out of reach without trust in those three things. I have to trust me. I have to trust the process and I have to trust life. This is, this is where the, it, it kind of connects with the who you have to become. When you know who you have to become, you also know that becoming that version of you requires trusting those three things. In order for you to become the version of you that can achieve that dream, you've got to trust you. You've got to know that within you are all the answers to all the questions you're ever going to ask. You have to know that you're trusting the process that you're choosing to use to get to that dream. You're trusting that if the process is not right, you'll figure it out at some point. You will change to a different process. You will keep changing until you win. You've got to trust the process and you've got to trust life. Like either you live it and Albert Einstein said this, either you live in a hostile world or you live in a friendly universe, like one or the other. But in any given moment, we're deciding where we live. Do I live in a hostile or a friendly universe? Like whatever I choose to believe about that is going to give me what I see. So you've got to choose to trust yourself, the process in life. Sixth thing you can do 
when a dream feels out of reach. And now we're going to get to tactics, and this is not going to be the sexy or the fun part, but it's a necessary part. You've got to create weekly benchmarks and set weekly assessment dates. This is the part that most people don't like because you're now committing tangibly that I'm going to do this by this date. And, and I'm really serious about create weekly benchmarks and set weekly assessment dates. For me right now, I am focusing on my health and fitness, uh, along with some business goals, but I can tell you for my health and fitness, I've really been avoiding setting those weekly benchmarks. Like, okay, here's, I'm stepping on the scale today. This is what I weigh. This is what, you know, in a week, I'm going to step on the scale again. Or for the next seven days, I'm going to eat super clean. And so I'm going to, I'm going to track my macros for the next seven days. And in seven days, I'm going to review all seven days of macro to see if I did what I said I was going to do. A lot of people shy away from that because they don't want to fail. Here's what I'm going to say. We are going to fail. We are going to fail in our weekly bent at some point during some week when we've created a weekly goal, we are going to fail. You are not going for perfection when you create weekly benchmarks and you set weekly assessment dates. That is not the point of doing that. It is not about being perfect. It's about being consistent. And there's no way to know that you're being consistent unless you track it. Unless you set up those benchmarks in advance, what do you want to do every single week? What do you want to accomplish? And then you set a date every single week, typically the same day every single week, where you assess, what did I do over the last seven days? You do not want to go 30 days before you assess. You've lost a month if you haven't been doing the things you need to do. Every seven days, you need to be looking at yourself and looking at what you've accomplished or not accomplished. And you need to say, have I been consistent? Have I done the things that I said I was going to do and hold yourself accountable? That's the only way you're going to start to feel like, okay, either I'm moving in the right direction or I'm self-sabotaging or I'm not moving in any direction. And if I'm stuck, I need to figure that out. So I'm not stuck for another week or another two weeks or another three weeks. So create weekly benchmarks and set weekly assessment dates. Number seven, stay in the moment and do the work. I think this is a really important one. When your dream feels out of reach, we tend to go anywhere else but here. We tend to be everywhere else but in the present moment. So one of the ways that you can make your dream feel more tangible to you, more real to you, is you want to stay in the moment and do the work. In other words, um, if, if I really want to get into my fittest shape ever, and I know it's going to take me 40 weeks to do that, I can't live in the... I'm so sick of being this way. I'm so sick of having my body this way. I'm living in the past because the past is what created the body I have right now. And I can't live in the future and say, well, I let me, can I just fast forward to 40 weeks from now when I'll be where I want to be physically? No, I have to stay in the moment and do the work. In other words, I have to bring myself back to today and I have to say, okay, what actions do I need to take today to get me to where I say I want to be in 40 weeks? And I'm not going to live in 40 weeks from now. I'm not going to live in all the poor choices I've made before now. I'm going to live in this moment. What exercise do I need to do? What eating do I need to do? What do I need to do today? And then I need to go after that with everything in my being today. So, and, and what that does is A, it builds confidence when you follow through today. And then B, it allows you to stay in today which is creating tomorrow. So number seven, stay in the moment and do the work. A thing you can do when a dream feels out of reach 
and and this is you know it's kind of a three-part thing but by far um, it is really important number eight thing you can do when a dream feels out of reach be consistent persistent and choose to have faith consistency is king I can't say it enough consistency is king and I'm not always consistent I mean but where but the areas where I'm consistent for example daily meditation makes a huge difference in my life the areas where I am super consistent when I am consistent on the things that matter most to me it they are game changers it feels like almost overnight so what you want to remember is consistency being persistent and choosing to have faith they're decisions that we make every single day moment by moment and so if you find yourself in a place where you're not achieving on the level you want to achieve the first thing I would look at is how consistent are you being with your daily massive action how persistent are you being how long have you been consistent you know people can be consistent for seven days and that's a great start but you're not going to get big dreams by only being consistent for seven days have you been consistent for seven months have you been consistent for three years? Have you been consistent for seven years? Those are the kinds of levels of consistency that cause big dreams to naturally produce themselves. So be consistent, persistent, and choose to have faith. Let me talk about the choose to have faith piece. You can have, um, you can either believe that this is a dream that you can do, and you will do, and you must do, or you can believe that this is a dream that will be nearly impossible for you to do, hard for you to do. Either way, you're putting faith in something. Either you're putting faith in your fear or you're putting faith in your, in your, in your ability to succeed. But we're always putting faith in one place or the other. The, the choosing to have faith is, faith is believing past, believing what you cannot see. Faith is the belief in things not seen. If you can see it, if it's tangibly in front of you, that's not faith. That's, you know, that's evidence. It's not faith. Faith does not require evidence. So when you have a dream that's out of reach, a part of you should be saying, good, because this is my opportunity to choose to have faith. This is my opportunity to say, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I really don't. I have no idea, but I know I'm going to do it. That's faith. And you've got to choose that. That isn't something, you know, lots of people say, well, I don't have any faith or, you know, my sister has so much faith or this. It's not that anybody has more faith in you. It's that they're choosing to have more faith in you. They're choosing it. That's the only difference. You could have a, a boatload of faith right now if you really wanted to, but you're not choosing it. Or you're putting your faith in the wrong things. You're putting your faith in what you fear. You're putting your faith in you not making it. You're putting your faith in what other people are telling you. No, put your faith in you. Choose to have faith. So number eight thing you can do when a dream feels out of reach is be consistent, persistent, and choose to have faith. Final thing I'm going to talk about. Uh, you got to repeat the other eight steps. This is step number nine. When, when a dream feels out of reach, repeat until you get there. This is the other part people don't like. Repeat until you get there. You, I love Margaret Thatcher's quote. I've been saying that a lot over the last couple of couple of days. Uh, sometimes you got to fight a battle more than once to win it. Lots of people don't like that. Here's the reality of life. You got to fight a battle a lot. You know, lots of people go, well, no, it shouldn't be a war. And, you know, if you see it like a battle, then, you know, you always feel like you're fighting something. Let me just tell you the real of life. It would be wonderful if your first shot, your first attempt at something got you the goal. 
And maybe it wouldn't be wonderful because then things would come so easily that you would never understand how powerful you truly are. But let me say something really clearly. The biggest dreams of your life are going to require you to fight a battle more than once to win it. It will require that you stay in the game. It will require that you have all certainty about what you can do and what you will do, what you must do, even when nobody else believes in you. It will require that even in the middle of self-doubt and fear and lack of self-worth that you still decide to rise and you still get up and you take the next step. It will require, you will be tested on so many levels to the point where the only thing that is getting you to continue to take consistent daily massive action is your faith, is your trust, is your love. That's it. Like nothing else will be there but those things will be enough. So repeat until you get there. What am I saying at the end of the day? If you've never achieved a certain dream, whether it's in your business, in your health, in your relationships, in your life, you should be scared shitless. You've never done it. I mean, you know, I don't know why people feel like, well, I should, I should, you know, I need to build confidence. I should be more. Co no, you shouldn't. If you've never done it, you're, how are you going to be confident? You've never done it. This is where you get to find out who you are. This is where you get to grow. But here's the thing. There is a process to achieving a dream you've never achieved before. You've got to get clear on what you want your life to look like 12 months from now. You've got to be able to close your eyes and see it. You have to stop living in the past, focusing on the past, assessing the past. The past got you here. It will not get you there. It is not a helper in this process. You've got to get congruent with who you have to become. Who do I have to become to have all that I want? It's not the you that exists right now. Let's get real. The you that's here has brought you here. The you that's here won't get you there. There's a different version of you that has to show up and you've got to figure out who that is and get with that version of you now so that a year from now you can be that you. You've got to write your own prescription for your life's fulfillment and you've got to follow it. You know, it, doctors get so peeved with people. They tell them what to do. They give them a few weeks to do it. They don't do it. What? Is the doctor going to feel guilty? No, that's on you. You got the prescription. Give yourself your life's prescription. Follow it to a T. This is when perfectionism helps. Follow it to a T. OCD level, like do the whole thing. Number five, trust. Trust yourself. Trust the process. Trust life. Number six, these weekly benchmarks, these weekly assessment dates, some of them are going to suck royally because you won't have done what you said you're going to do. That's okay. Consistency over time is king. Create those weekly benchmarks. Assess every single week. Stay in the moment and do the work is number seven. What do you need to do today? Not this week, not this month, not this year, not in six months, not when you save enough money. What do you need to do today? Stay in the moment and do the work. Be consistent, persistent, and choose to have faith and repeat it until you get there. You know, one of the best decisions you will ever make about a dream that feels out of reach. And it's, it's a decision that I make a lot. I just, I'm not one for giving up on things. Uh, but the decision is I'm not stopping until I get there. I'm not stopping until I get there. I'm not quitting. There is no such thing as quit when it comes to a dream. 
When you decide that, yes, you will have moments where you feel discouraged. And yes, you might have months where you do nothing because you're just stuck and you feel overwhelmed and nothing is lighting your fire and your fire is gone. But here's the thing. If you've made an unequivocal decision that quit is not something you do, that defeat is not something you accept, that even if you are resting right now because you feel stuck and you feel overwhelmed and you feel no passion for anything that you know you're coming out of it at some point. At some point, you're going to get back up and decide to rise. That is a really important decision to make, to not ever quit on a dream that is for you. Might take you much longer to get there because of the lulls and the moments of being stuck and the seasons of being stuck. But when you've decided that quitting is just simply not an option, guess what? It never becomes an option. You find a way, you figure out a way, you create a way, you make a way. And that's what I want to say. So overall, I I want you to know and hear really clearly, we all have moments where we feel massive levels of self-doubt. We all have moments where we feel massive levels of self-worth issues, deservability issues. I don't think that goes away for anybody. I don't care how successful they seem on the outside. What I will say is that the game-changing difference between successful people who deal with self-doubt and self-worth issues and unsuccessful people who deal with self-doubt and self-worth issues is the successful accept that that's going to be there and they just make sure it's not in the driver's seat and they continue to move forward even with all that stuff that they're working through and unsuccessful people feel like they need to sit in their stuff they need to take a break they need to mire in it they need to figure it out first before they pursue anything and then 10 years passes by and they've been in therapy for 10 years and they wonder why nothing in their lives have changed because they've sat with a thing that's never going to go away Your moments of self-doubt are never going to go away. They're always going to be there. So what are you going to do? How are you going to rise in the midst of having moments where you wonder, am I good enough? Uh, Can I really do this? Is this really for me? How do you still take action? And how do you still stay present? And how do you still have faith in yourself, even when as a human being that is imperfect, you're going to have moments where you feel like a failure and you're going to have moments when you don't feel good enough. And you're going to have moments where you wonder if this is really for you. You keep moving, you keep stepping, you keep taking those actions. And that's what I wanted to say in today's episode. Now I will be back on She Runs the Show moving forward. I'm going to start with one episode a week at this point. I've got a book that I'm working on called Own It. I'm so excited to be writing again. And I'm working on getting fit. I, I really... I got to tell you, I, I hate where my body is right now. I don't think there's a nice way to say it. I hate where my body is right now. And it is affecting literally every aspect of my life. It is affecting um, the way that I see myself. It is affecting the way that I feel about doing certain things in my business, like speaking. It's affecting everything. And so my challenge as I move out of the year 40 and into the year 41 in January My challenge to me for the next 40 weeks is to become the person who is fit and athletic and toned and trim and internally super healthy and super fertile. Like there's a whole nutrition is king when it comes to this journey. Let me just tell you nutrition is king. 
So I've committed to spending the next 40 weeks really working on cleaning up my nutrition and getting back into, into lifting, like bodybuilding, serious lifting, and getting my body to the place that I want it to be for me. Not for anybody else, not to get pregnant, not for any of that nonsense, really for me. Because I think at the end of the day, um, you've got to be happy with where you are. You've got to be happy with how you're showing up to the game of your life. And I can tell you on a physical level, I am not happy with where my body is. I, I, I hate it. There's no nice way to say it. And so knowing that and understanding that, I finally come to that tipping point and I'll talk on another episode about that pain threshold. It's such a game changer. You know, lots of people talk about it. Rich Roll talks about it. Lots of people talk about it. Um, but I, I will tell you this. It requires me to, to, it's requiring me to ask myself, who do I have to become to have the body that I want? Who do I have to become to have the health that I want? And that's not who I am right now. So when I'm giving you these, these things to do, I'm telling, I'm talking to myself over here too, because in order to get in 40 weeks and 40 weeks to a lot of you may sound like a, a lot of time, uh, a long time to get there. That's really the fastest time it's going to take me to get there in a healthy way. And so when I say in 40 weeks, I, I've had to say to myself, well, who is that person in 40 weeks? How does she think? How does she look at life? How does she eat? Uh, when does she go to sleep? When does she wake up? And I'm working on those things step by step and it's not perfect. And it's not going to be every week where I have astounding results. I already know that. But what I will say to you is when you realize that there's something in your life, anything, it could be a business issue. You might have a business partner that you know you need to let go of. You might have um, a side of your business that you hate doing. You just, you make money at it, but you hate it. Whatever it is, Get real with the thing that you hate right now and make an unequivocal decision that you're going to change it, that you're going to transform it because you deserve better, because you deserve better. Not because you want to prove to other people or show other people or convince. Listen, I'm going to do a whole episode about this whole thing about proving to other people. I think it can be very motivational in moments, but at the end of the day, this is not your life is not about what you need to show other people. It's about what you need to give to yourself. What you need to give to you. Because at the end of the day, at 90, you need to be able to look back and you need to say, you know, I chose my life. I didn't just survive it. I chose it. Every bit of it. At the good, the bad, the ugly, and I made it what I wanted it to be. I gave myself a life fulfillment prescription. I followed that sucker to a T. You want to be able to say that at 90. And I don't care if you're starting over again at 40, at 50, at 60. It's never too late as long as you're breathing. But at the end of the day, you got to get super real with what you hate. What do you hate right now? What's in your life that you're going, this cannot stand? And then you need to make an unequivocal decision about who you have to become to change that into what you really want. So I digressed for a second. So back to what's going on with She Runs the Show. At the end of the day, because I am overwhelmingly focused on my health, I'm going to be doing a couple of things with She Runs the Show. One, I'm going to go back to weekly solo episodes. I have a number of recorded interviews that I've had for months that I need to post-produce. I do not know that I'm going to be in post-production mode this weekend. 
uh, or next weekend. But I can definitely tell you that in the months of December, January, you will start to see those recorded interviews come out. They, even though they were done months ago, they are fabulous with some of the most brilliant people I've ever come across in my life, uh, entrepreneurs who just rock the world. And I want you to know about them and I want you to hear their wisdom. So those will be rolling out in December and January. And then I'm hoping that by the time I finish my first 12 weeks of um, really cleaning up my diet and getting back into a serious lifting schedule. And for me, 12 weeks from now, I, I really, I should know this by heart, but 12 weeks from now, I'm just going to pull it out so that I can tell you guys when that is. 12 weeks from now is going to be somewhere around after my 41st birthday, around the, the 18th to the 23rd of January. So somewhere after those first 12 weeks of really focusing in on my fitness and my health, um, I'm going to come back to doing two to three episodes a week if she runs the show. In 2019, I really want to focus on business systems and business structure. So we're going to talk about mindset, but I really want to spend 2019 really about how do you set up your business and your mindset to scale. I'm going to talk about scaling because I think a lot of people, especially in the beginning, they don't, they don't worry about scale. They just want to make money. But if you start your business not concerned about scale, then eventually you get overwhelmed because you're making money, but you're doing dollars for hours. And so I'm going to talk a lot in 2019 about digital products, about how do you scale, about how do you get yourself out there, but also how do you have the mindset of knowing that you're worthy of that? of seeing yourself as a gift and not a burden. I think there's a really big self-worth thing that, and I have a program called The Secret to Self-Worth at CassandraVaughn.com, but I want to sit in 2019 on this connection between how you see your self-worth and how you scale your business. Because once we make that connection between the mindset of self-worth and why you are or are not scaling properly, we're going to connect those dots and you're going to start to scale next year. So that's what we're talking about in 2019. So having said all of that, you see, I always talk longer than I think I'm going to talk. I've got my tea here. Um, I, I'm glad to be back on She Runs the Show. I'm glad to give you another episode. Now I have to get to writing my new book, which I can't wait for it to come out. It's called Own It. And I really should call it Own Everything, but it's called Own It. And it's really about that owning all of your life. No excuses. Just Change what you need to change and get it done. That's what the book is about. It'll be coming out in a few weeks on Amazon. So look out for that as well. All right, everybody, I will talk to you on the next episode of She Runs the Show. See you later.